Copycat, let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. guys this is david let me take you back behind the velvet rope find out what happens when the cameras stop rolling and when reality gets real i'm alone again today guys you know like i said here behind the velvet rope there's going to be a lot going on we're going to have lots of bravo celebrities and other celebrities and housewives as guests, we're going to have amazing, reputable guest co-hosts, and sometimes and sometimes you're just going to get me alone. Um, also, like I said, like at the end of a couple of episodes, any fans out there that kind of want to be part of the show, we are doing something new. So if you're a fan in the New York area or coming to the New York area, DM me now. My inbox has been getting flooded, so I cannot get back to everyone. I apologize, but I am reading all DMs. So if you're a fan and you want to be a part of the show in the New York City area or coming to, please uh, please DM me. So what's going on um, with all of you guys? Uh, it's uh, a very uh, busy week. You know, Vanderpump Rules has come back, which a lot of you uh, know. And uh, it's just been busy. So, like, Jax and Brittany were in town. Um, you know, it's taken me a minute, but I have finally figured out after maybe two years where the Vander kids stay. They stay in different hotels, but I finally figured out the hotel. So I have decided to just lay in wait decided to lay in wait. Um, so Jax and Brittany were the first guests on Watch What Happens Live and I went out with a friend, very good friend of mine, for drinks before. And, of course, I strategically planned these drinks near the hotel. And I was like, listen, I'm not going to ruin drinks with my friend. She kind of appreciates all that is Vander as well. And I'm like, look, I'll just go to watch what happens later, like at 11 o'clock, 1130. So, but we finished drinks kind of right when Jackson and Brittany might be leaving for watch what happens. So I'm like, do you want to come lay in wait with me? I mean, some people consider, consider that stalking. I just consider it, you know, chilling out. So sadly, like the lobby of this hotel does not have a bar. Otherwise, we would have just drank there. So we finished drinks. We went over and I'm like, look, honey, like, I'm just going to be honest with you. I mean, we're either going to wait here for like two hours or we're going to wait here for like 
you know, five minutes. Like I can't promise. So anytime you want to check out, you just let me know. We wait for like three minutes and she's like, well, I don't know how this works. I'm like, shh, you're behind the velvet rope, baby. Like, let me take control. Three minutes into this, out of the corner of my eye, I see a woman in rollers, literally rollers, and I see a tall man. It's Jackson Brittany. Oh my God, they're coming down. I'm, I say to my friend, like, this is Jackson Brittany. I spring up. She's like, what? I run like a gazelle over to Jackson Brittany. I mean, okay, fine. Like, I'm like a little drunk at this point, guys. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, Jackson Brittany, I'm like, could we have a picture with you? And Brittany's like, Oh, Jax was kind of starting to say, like, we're late for Watch What Happens. Like, okay, I, you kind of are, but whatever. It's, there's two of us. And I also told my friend before, this is how it's going to work. I'm going to throw my phone at you. You're going to take 17 pictures. If you do a burst, I don't like a burst picture, guys. I hate a burst. Because then you get, like, 17 pictures of the same picture. I'm like, you need to snap, 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 snap. So I gave her specific instructions. A, if you hand my phone back and it's a burst, I'm going to go crazy. B, if you hand me my phone back and the live is not on, I'm also going to go crazy. I love a live picture. Guys, I think I'm going to have an episode at some point about how to take the perfect selfie and how to take the perfect picture. We're talking, I have instructions on angles. People always ask me, how do you get such a great selfie, a great pose picture? This is what I do. Seriously, I'm not kidding you. When I'm out with strangers, and I'm like, oh my God, you know, like, so-and-so is coming out of this building. I'll take your picture. You take my picture. 99, let's just say 99% of the time, I give someone their phone back and they go crazy. They have the best fucking picture of their life. Pictures. And about 13 of them. I get my phone back with like three mediocre pictures. So it always pisses me off, but I would still rather have a full body than a selfie. Like those of you who know me, I love a selfie, but I would always take a full body over a selfie. So I gave my friend instructions. A, do not hand me my phone back if it's not on live. Do not hand me my phone back if you do a burst. And do not hand me my phone back with any less than six pictures. Snap, 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 snap. I guarantee you if you do that, they do not all come out the same and you have a lot to work with. And if all six or seven suck, as long as it's on live, you turn that shit into a video and you get a good fucking picture. So they come down. I spring up. I run over. I ask for a picture. Brittany is in rollers. We all know and watch what happens. Sometimes you get ready in your hotel and you leave your hotel. Well, actually, with any appearance, guys, Good Morning America, whatever show it is. You know, or you can get ready at the show. So Brittany was obviously, she was dressed, I think. I can't even remember. I've got to look at my picture over here. Um, so she was in full rollers. Jax was himself. And she was like, oh, my God, I'm in rollers. But okay. So I just want to give a shout out to Brittany Cartwright. Thank you so much. I mean, literally, go on my Instagram. It's literally, and also, like, they were hugging each other. I'm like, no. Force the two of them apart. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I just need to go in the middle of you. We all know I like a sandwich picture. You know, I refer to this as a sandwich picture. A group picture is always better that, guys, I, I can't give all my secrets away until we do our special picture episode. But until we get there, 
who doesn't want to be in the middle, especially of Jackson Brittany? So Brittany's like, I'm in rollers. She did the picture anyway, and I just want to give a special shout out. I know she's listening because she is a fan of Behind the Velvet Rope. Thank you so much, Brittany, for doing a picture when you're in your rollers. People went crazy over this picture. So then afterwards, I was done. I grabbed my phone from my friend, and I threw her in the middle of them, took a bunch of pictures. They went off to watch what happens. This friend I was with is like... I have never seen something like this in my life. I'm like, what? Like, the the greatness that is Brittany and Jax? She's like, no, you just moved like a fucking gazelle. I'm like, yeah. Like, this is how it works. You got to just get in there, get that picture, and be done and move on. So thank you, Brittany. Um, it was great. Jackson, Brittany, and Vanderpump Rules is back. My favorite show ever. And we are going to talk a lot about that here behind the velvet rope. Now, we have something major to discuss today. I mean, we are talking major. Um, I am very exhausted. I literally just got back. I was in Austin, Texas. I don't even think I have to do the math. It definitely was not 24 hours. It was more like, I don't know, like more like 17 hours because... The weekly dose of BS live tour has begun. Now, I've done a review on, you know, in the past of many other live podcasts, and we will get into how this compares to that. Um, For those of you who don't know, the weekly dose of BS podcast is a podcast just how it sounds. BNS. B for Brittany. S for Stephanie. So Stephanie and Brittany, do we really need to mention, oh my God, Brandy. I'm so dumb. You guys, I am literally not even focusing. Sorry. I am looking at my fucking picture of Brittany in the rollers because I just wanted to see if she was actually dressed. This is, this is what happens, guys, when you have too much coffee and you have ADD. Oh my God, I'm losing my mind. So the weekly dose, I'm looking at this picture of Brittany that I was just talking about. And no, there is no Stephanie and Brittany, guys. There's Stephanie and Brandy. Hello, David. Are you a fucking idiot? So <laughs> Brandy Redman and Stephanie Holman have a podcast, like an actual podcast that they do with Stephanie's, I don't even know. I mean, I call him assistant, but he's a lot more than that. It's like Stephanie's BFF gay, Trey Stewart. He's, you know, he's on the podcast, but he works for Stephanie because we all know Stephanie has more money than God. I mean, Stephanie is definitely the richest of the housewives. Uh, You know, not of the housewives, but of the Dallas housewives. So they have their own podcast and now... Because all these, this is really the trend, these live podcast tours. So I would never miss the opening night of Stephanie and Brandy's podcast tour. Now, mind you, when I say podcast tour, Stassi Schroeder had about like 25 dates. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 20 dates in 2019, they all sold out. Now she's like rebranded. They're calling it something different. I don't know if it's going to be any different. Guess what, guys? We're going to find out because I'm going to go to about three or four more Stassi shows um, in 2020. But Stassi's back on the road with like 25 dates. Brandy and Stephanie, the tour at this point is only three dates. I'm not saying they're not going to add. Apparently, they're adding a Dallas date. But it was um, Austin was the opening night, Houston, and then they're going to Chicago. So let's just put off the fact of Chicago because I'm probably going to Chicago. But this was opening night in Austin. Now, as I've said before, I, David Yontev, best serve all of you behind the velvet rope. So, yes, I got on a plane for 13 hours on Wednesday and I flew to Austin, Texas to attend this opening. It's so funny because I literally was with Mart Sr. We all know Mart Sr. from the Real Housewives of New Jersey the day before. And I was I had another event coming up with Margaret Josephs later the same week. So we were talking all day on Tuesday. Wednesday, Margaret called me in the airport. Like I was in the Dallas air. I mean, I was in the Austin airport. I just landed and like she called me. She had to talk to me about something. Listen, sometimes, guys, I'm so fucking tired. I just don't have time to explain what I'm doing or where I am. I mean, people tell me this all the time. They're like, and this just happened with Margaret and Margaret Sr. They're like, we just spoke to you on Tuesday. We spoke to you on Wednesday. These Insta stories that you are posting that you are in Austin, Texas, like, these are not real time, right? I'm like, no, I'm in Austin. And they're like, what? Like, we literally just had a phone conversation with you 30 minutes ago. Like, you didn't think you should mention that you got on a plane and flew four hours to Austin, Texas? No, I'm too tired. Watch my fucking Insta stories, Margaret Josephs and Mart Sr. I love you both. I would do anything for you. But anyway... Never been to Austin before. It's really cute. So again, just like I told you that I'm exhausted and sometimes I just don't have time to explain things. We all know here behind the velvet rope that I'm varying degrees of a complete stranger. I know you. You know me and I know you. You would recognize me and we talk all the time on Instagram or really good friends with the housewives. It's a sliding scale. So Brandy... Redmond, I had met literally for the first time during BravoCon. Brandy has really escaped me. I've just never met her. So I met her like twice during BravoCon. So Brandy would not recognize me if I, you know, walked by her with like bells on. Stephanie Holman knows me. I mean, I've met her many, many times. She knows me. I know her. We chat on Instagram. You know, and it's not that we're not best friends. I mean, the way I am with, like, say, Margaret or Dolores or my Jackie, my Jackie Goldschneider. Guys, Jackie Goldschneider is amazing. She really is. So, you know, if anyone's watching this season, I mean, I, I really would love to know people's opinion on Jersey because 
I am such a team Jackie over team Jennifer. I mean, I don't even know if that's really a team thing because the fucking Jennifer Aiden is a mess and has problems with so many fucking people. But I think because they start together, people lump them together. And it's so funny. I know a lot of people that love Jennifer and not Jackie and a lot of people who love Jackie and not Jennifer. Let me just tell you, Jackie is a fucking class act all the way and just amazing and brilliant and smart. I love Jackie. As usual, I digress. And I'm still really, really apologetic to Brandy when I just refer to her as Brittany because I'm staring at the damn picture with the fucking rollers. Let's take a breath, guys. I mean, am I exhausting you? I'm exhausting myself. Anyway, let's focus here. So I didn't tell Stephanie, even though she knows me, that I was coming to Austin because I'm so fucking tired. And like, you know, sometimes give me some special treatment. Other times it's just easier sometimes just to I'm physically in front of you and let's see what happens. So didn't tell anyone, got there. And basically, so let's just jump forward to the show beginning. And at the end, we're going to talk about how this compares to other podcasts and what happens. So the show begins. And of course, like with any show, like Stassi's show, there's like Taylor Streckner who warms people up. It's Stassi Bowen Taylor. And again, I'm going to be, I've talked about Stassi's show in the past. I'm going to be doing an extensive review of Stassi's new show in 2020. I'm going to about three or four dates. So just keep that in mind, guys. Everyone loves fucking Stassi. I like Stassi. She's cool. She's no Kristen. Kristen's my girl. Anyway, so it starts and the opening act is Trey. So Trey Stewart, who works for Stephanie, also on the podcast, you know, part of the podcast. It's not just Stephanie and Brandy. It's Trey as well. He comes out to warm people up. And I have to say, I'm kind of impressed. He he did a good – and guys, for any new listeners who are just starting to listen to Behind the Velvet Rope and don't know my history, I give such an honest review of things. So this is not kissing anyone's ass. I know Brandy and Stephanie also listen to this. I think Trade is probably too, especially Stephanie listens. So it's kind of like, you know, I have no horse in this game except my loyalty – is not to any Bravo Liberty, housewife, or myself. It is to you, the audience. I'm a mere conduit here to serve you. So this is an honest thing. I, Trey did pretty good. Like for someone who, you know, is Stephanie's assistant, like works for her on the show and is, you know, on the podcast. Pretty good. The main part, he did a little talking. It's humorous. The main thing that he did which killed time because guys here's the thing about a live show it's all about filling the time it really is trust me i know here i am behind the velvet rope um but that's just how it works so the main thing he did which was great is he called four people six people on stage something like that but it was really four songs and they did a lip sync battle And they chose, I don't remember the other song, but they chose, first they chose a song that I can't remember. Then they chose the amazing, amazing, amazing classic on display by one of the best housewives in history, Miss Melissa Gorga. So someone, and I was like, these are my girls. Everyone knows that the New Jersey girls are my girls, even though I live in New York it's all about Jersey. So someone then lip synced to On Display. Oh, I know what it was. Sorry. 
Money Can't Buy You Class. So, okay, they start with Money Can't Buy You Class. That's the first song, somewhat, obviously, Luann, blah, blah, blah. Love Luann. Second song, On Display by Melissa Gorga. Third song, Tardy for the Party by Ms. Zolciak. And then fourth, they end with the fucking queen, EJ, It's Expensive to Be Me. So people do lip syncs. Of course, like the gay guy that's like on the ground, grinding the fucking ground from the audience who grew up in Austin, Texas, with his Christian Siriano pocketbook, nice blue color, won. He blew everyone else away. So, but like, what a great idea for an opening. Trey did some talking, and then they do lip syncing to four housewife songs. It's really brilliant. My favorite is probably on display just because Mel is my girl, but EJ, you are my fucking queen. Erica Jane is my queen. One of my queens. Okay, so that was that. And the show starts pretty much on time. That was that. So basically what happens after Trey warms people up, surprisingly, you know, surprisingly good, is Stephanie and Brandy come out. Everyone goes crazy. They're like, we're just going to stand at the end of the stage. You guys can get your pictures in. You know, I mean, you could take pictures throughout the whole thing. But, like, they're very gracious. You know, and also – Dallas is only like three hours away. By the way, the girls drove down. This wasn't like a first class plane. They drove down with Trey, you know, but so they're just nice. You know, it's kind of like if you live in Dallas, these are your girls, the way the New Jersey and New York girls are my girls. So they come out and, you know, they just start making small talk and they really just, there's no real content but there's no bad content i mean this is how i feel about every live show i see i i need to see things more than once like one of my biggest regrets in life is the pretty mess tour i only saw it twice i don't know why i didn't follow erica well i do know why erica jane in 2018 did a mini pretty mess tour and it was like during the holidays december is the just hardest month to be away and it was like very last minute i only went twice and the second time i was so fucking trashed trashed the people next to me were fans of my podcast life and bought me all these fucking drinks and i was so fucking trashed i have zero memory of the pretty mess tour zero the second time i saw it so i really only saw it once and one of my biggest regrets is i didn't follow ej around because now that she's a broadway star i'm not sure we're ever going to get another pretty mess tour but for anyone who has not seen the pretty mess live and i like to call her that either ej or the pretty mess if it ever happens again if she ever tours again (sighs) yeah i mean like lesbian straight men straight women you will appreciate the show but it is a gay man's fucking wet goddamn dream that just the whole show is like the best thing i've ever seen in my life so anyway so stephanie and brandy come out And, you know, they're just – they're talking. They're just talking about, like, things that they're known for. You know, like, Stephanie is known for how much money she has because of Travis's career. You know, Brandy's known for her childlike humor and her poop humor. So they're talking. Trey is kind of the one monitoring this and keeping it on track. Like, I literally don't think this would stay on track if it wasn't for Trey, and that's not a knock – towards the girls it's just trey did a great job you know he brings it home he's like okay we need to move on we need to move on so you know they talked about some stuff then what i thought was good and this is where some other podcasts make a mistake is they actually talked about the show they 
talked about kind of what happened last season. Not like anything so deep. Like, it's not like they went into Leanne, although that did come up, you guys. It's not like they shied away from it. But, you know, they just talked about, like, this was our season. You know, like, this was how season one started. Kind of like how they got cast and everything. By the way, Stephanie said she was coming on our show. We'll see if that really happens. We'll get into all that later. But so, I mean, I think that's the first thing. The second thing they did right is, you know, you have Trey, which is a pretty good warm-up with these these openers of singing the songs. Like, you're talking about the show. I mean, not for nothing. I mean, people are there to hear the behind the scenes. Listen, there's a reason behind the Velvet Rope is one of the top-rated Bravo podcasts. It's because... This is what people want to hear. Do you know what I mean? So the fact that they're talking about the show and like what happened and how like now they're not filming and they're happy and, you know, the girls are waiting for their contracts to see who's coming back and who's not. That's the first thing they did right. So they do that and then they start to play a game. Now, I have to say when I first walked in, these two women came up to me. This is like while you're waiting in like the in like the waiting room. There are two women with roses and they're walking around and this woman is like, you don't look like you're from here. I'm like, okay, well, I, I guess I'll take that as a compliment. I mean, no, nothing, no disrespect to Austin. I actually really liked Austin, Texas, guys. I really did. Um, it's a cute town, although parts of it reminded me of the hate in San Francisco. But it was a cute town. So this woman is like, I think, you know, just you look, do you not like you're from here and you're blah, blah, blah. And so I'm going to give you a rose. And she's like, just hold on to this rose. So as soon as she said that, like I saw these women walk in and I'm like, oh, they must be going to the meet and greet after the show. And they're going to give these roses to like Stephanie and Brandy, which, listen, I'm not a fan of bringing gifts for the talent. That's just me. I, it's, it's sweet. I've been behind the velvet rope with a lot of the housewives that things, and I don't know. I just think all of these gifts, some people really appreciate them, and others, they just go into some big pile. And that's my honest opinion. And I'm not mentioning any housewives specifically. I just think, guys, save your money. Buy yourself an extra drink at the show. You know what I mean? But I don't know. I'm not into these gifts that you bring backstage to people. Um, so I just thought they had flowers for the gals. I mean, why they had like four flowers is beyond me. So they gave me a rose. And as soon as they're like, hold on to this rose, I'm like, fuck, fuck me. I've gotten no sleep. I had to wake up at like literally like 3 a.m. to get to fucking Newark Airport in New Jersey to fly out to, to Austin. I'm so tired. I'm like hold on to this rose i'm like oh you're telling me i'm gonna have to fucking be a part of this show no offense to stephanie or brandy i was just really tired then of course i was like all right all right maybe this could lead to something for my listeners that will they'll find interesting i don't really i don't know if you would have said no i will not accept this rose what would have happened but so i didn't even know what was going on and then as time went on like while we're hanging out having drinks in the lobby whatever I'm like, I notice everyone with a rose is just a guy. I'm like, shit. I don't know what's going on. People were asking me what this rose was for. I'm like, I have no fucking idea, but I'm telling you it's part of the show. So anyway, after they talk about the show, they now decide to play a game and they start talking about how they love each other, but they're exhausted by Trey because Trey is single and needs a boyfriend. I'm like, oh, fuck. This sounds like this is going to involve this goddamn rose. So... They then 
are like, everyone who has a rose, please come to the stage. I mean, at this point, listen, I had my two drinks, or actually I had one double vodka with a lime. Oh my God, let me just tell you, a double Grey Goose vodka with a lime in Austin, Texas, at a theater, is $18. I told the girl, like... Are you kidding me? If this were New York, this literally would be $36, which no exaggeration, it would have been. I mean, it was a double. So love the drink prices in Austin. So I get called up and there's three other guys and, st- and you know, there's chairs. Now, remember, I don't know Brandy. Trey has seen me once or twice. Stephanie knows me. So as I'm walking on the stage, Stephanie, like they're, they're, they're standing at this point. Stephanie is like, oh my God, runs over and she's like, what? And hugs me. This is like on the stage in front of the whole audience. We're not having a whole sidebar conversation, but runs up to me and hugs me. And she's like, oh my God. And I'm like, yeah, I'm actually here from New York. She's just is like, oh my God, this is crazy. You know, like you talk for a minute, but the show must go on people. But I got a little, you know, love from Stephanie. And we'll talk about how my feelings and I fucking love Stephanie. I love Stephanie. Listen, I've said this before. If I didn't live in New York and I lived in Beverly Hills or L.A., I, I would not be best friends with Lisa Rinna. I mean, I love her. Lisa Rinna it was not going to be best friends with me. Queen, Pretty Mass, EJ is not going to be best friends with me. You know, if I lived in Dallas, instead of my Dolores and my Margaret and my Jackie, who are really good friends, I would be like best friends with Stephanie. And some of the other girls, of course. My best friend, which we're going to talk about it in a few minutes, from Dallas. But, like, we'd be great friends. Anyway, so she's like, great to see you. And I sit down. The next thing I know is, because they're talking about Trey being single, I'm like, fuck. We're basically going to play the dating game. So, oh, let me just also backtrack. Before we are called to the stage, Trey is blindfolded. This is a blindfold. So he is now blindfolded because, you know, let's not choose someone based on looks. So they're like the winner of this competition gets like a meet and greet, you know, with like everybody afterwards. I was just saying to myself, well, I I know Stephanie and somehow I'm going to have my own meet and greet. I'm not sure how all that's going to happen, but it's, you know, I'm going to go see Stephanie after the show. I'll figure it out. I'll talk my way into it. I'm from New York and that is what I do. So anyway, people, um, so Trey is blindfolded and it literally is the dating game. Now, they're asking us questions, and I have to say, I'm trying to remember the questions. There's one question which was the most fabulous of them all, but I'm trying to, some of the questions I had great answers to, and others, I was like, I don't know what to fucking answer. I mean, one of the questions was like, if you can be an, if you can be any animal, what would that animal be, and how would, what sound would you make? I mean, I'm not even saying that's such a great question. So I don't know. Some guy was like a horse. Like, obviously, I'm hung like a horse, blah, blah, blah. So dumb. Um, of course, I could, you know, pat myself on the back as having the best answers. But I'm not so sure that was always the case. Um, so the question, like one question was right. So what animal would I be? Listen, you just you have 32 seconds to think of your answer. I said I would be Stephanie Holman because, like, friendship is everything and Trey and Stephanie are such good friends. And then I did an imitation of Stephanie. She loved that. Listen, it's all about just making Stephanie happy. I really don't care about winning Trey's love in life, even though he's amazing. 
we all know that I somehow am perpetually single. That's a whole nother story. This is not my therapy session. Any cute boys out there, feel free to DM me. I, I, always, I always respond to the cute boys who DM me. I, I actually really do. Which, you know, you have fans from a podcast. It happens, guys. All right. So what was I going to say? So that was one question. Another question was like, if you could be any piece of silverware, what would it be and why? I'm like, I would be a spoon, you know, just because spooning, like that's the obvious answer. I don't know. The, some of the questions, I had no idea what to answer. But, 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 but. Then they were like, the question, the question that I've been waiting for my entire adult life they asked. I've wanted to talk about this for so long, and finally someone asked. So the question was, oh, and by the way, let me just refer to this, that each round, there was, I think, four questions or five questions. The last round was two. Each round, they eliminated someone. So whatever the first round was, they eliminated someone, and it wasn't me. So now I have one in three chances of like winning this thing. I'm like, listen, it's kind of like I love Big Brother, We'll have to do a whole episode on why Big Brother is the best reality show. Well, Vanderpump Rules probably is the best reality show, and The Hills is probably second. But Big Brother is really up there. So, And, you know, of course, The Housewives. But we'll do a whole show on Big Brother. But the thing is – and by the way, guys, anyone out there that thinks that I'm just like totally coked up because I'm talking fast, it's just coffee, guys. I've had a lot of coffee. You you know, you can always tell the shows that I'm – more alive in it's really coffee so yeah i'm just like just like big brother survivor i'm like i just don't want to be the first one eliminated first one eliminated oh and by the way when i went up i threw my phone to the girl next to me and i'm like you need to take 800 pictures and 8,000 videos while i'm on this stage i will buy you any fucking drink you want so she's like whatever you want dude okay so she was doing that for me. So the question I've been waiting for my whole adult life, which I absolutely loved, is Stephanie said, what would your tagline be? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I have been waiting for this my whole adult fucking life. Oh, and she's like, and by the way, when each of you say your tagline, get up and twirl. Now, mind you, I also need to like just drop a footnote that the first person that was eliminated from the first round was the first seat. So I was the second seat. So now I was the first seat. I'm sorry. You actually have a disadvantage. Like this is how competitive, guys, I am. Like the dating game, the way it worked is like you weren't – like you didn't go in order. So like if the first person went first for the first question, the second person – like you shouldn't always be the first person to go first. But that's not how they did it. So when the first seat person was eliminated, I was the second seat. So I now was the first person to go with every fucking answer, which – I guess, you know what, I guess in a way you have an advantage because then like you can say your answer before someone else. So I have a tagline. I modified it to make it relevant to Trey, but I stood up. I took the microphone from Stephanie's hands. I put my back to the audience. Let me try to remember what I actually said. Okay. And then I spun around in my best twirl, looking right at the girl with my camera. And I said, oh, and by the way, this is trademark. So anyone that tries to steal this, um, yeah, it's trademark, guys. 
So then I spun around and I said, I may not be a girl, but for you, Trey, I sure as hell will fight like one. The audience went crazy. And really, my tagline is, I may not be a girl, but I sure as hell fight like one. I think it's brilliant. Listen, there are so many things I suck at. So it's not like this is all about my ego. I'll put myself down all day because I fucking suck in a lot of things. But it's a great tagline because it ties in the fact that these housewives fight. And it's like, I may not be a woman, but I sure as hell fight like one. That's really what it is. And it's like almost like giving credence to the fact that the female gender is the what's the word is the optimal gender it's almost like putting women up actually it's like building women up trust me i wish i was a woman half the time but where there's i'm not i'm a man like i'm not having any identity issues over here so the crowd went crazy stephanie went absolutely again the only person i really care about at this point is stephanie brandy to a lesser extent but really stephanie stephanie was like you know i went to give her the microphone back and she's like that is the fucking most ridiculous, like, I, she couldn't. She was like, that was amazing. So because of this tagline of mine, I may not be a woman, but I sure as hell fight like one. Mic drop. Oh, and I even said, when the audience went crazy, I even said mic drop. So, okay. So basically, so basically, um, I did not get eliminated that round. So now I'm down to like one of two people. I'm like, shit, like this is really, this really could like lead to something here. Um, I might actually win. But in the end, I did not win. The other person won. Some pilot. He was a pilot. It annoyed the fuck out of me. So then when Trey took off, I mean, don't forget, guys, no one flew from New York City for this. No one else is behind the velvet rope, like just slutting their ass out 24 hours a day for you guys. There was This was all local. So when Trey took, and again, Dallas is only like three and a half hour drive from Houston. So when Trey took his blindfold off, he actually knew the guy that won. And this wasn't like a real date. I mean, it could have been, I guess. But, um, you know, you're in town for the night, Trey. You might as well get laid. So he actually knew the guy and he's like, oh, I know this guy, whatever. So I didn't win, but the girl in the audience that had my phone took lots of videos and pictures, and the good news is she actually has this tagline on a video. I haven't even watched it. I've been so busy. So then they went to a roast, a roast part of the show, which was fun. You know, like they were roasting Brandy for being, you know, so childish. They all were roasting each other, more of Trey being single humor. And then they started saying, like, let's talk about our castmates. People went crazy. They started roasting Cameron. They started roasting, like, Leanne. And then they started roasting Deandra. And two fucking seconds later, behind the curtain... Fucking Deandra Simmons appears. The audience goes fucking crazy, including myself. Now, guys, guys, guys who follow me on Instagram, guys and girls, guys and girls, you know that I am really good friends with Deandra. Like, I am very close with Deandra. Really good friends. I mean, we're talking like, you know, Margaret and Dolores level. I don't live in Dallas. I can't see her every day. So... I'm like in the first row. It's not like I'm far away. So Deandra comes on. She's doing her thing. And, you know, she's roasting the others. And she like, she like, you know, they're all talking. So she has time to just like look out to the audience. Everyone's react. It's a very reactive show. Like people are waving to them. They're waving back. Like people are having side conversations, which sounds disorganized, but it's not. I mean, you want to interact. So Deandra fucking sees me and she's like, 
like basically like puts her two arms up and basically whispers like what the fuck and i'm like i was like nodding my head like i know i know so she literally said what the fuck from the stage to me and i was like i know i know like what the fuck are you doing here and first of all i, I don't know i i never thought deandra would go or be at this event and second of all i never thought that if i called deandra and said i'm going to be three and a half hours away do you want to drive down and see me and we can hang out i never thought that would be like a real conversation you know what i mean like listen i'm friends with some of these housewives lots of these housewives and in my experience of being friends with these women there's a couple of things that i've learned not saying any listen i don't make the rules i just follow them I have learned, and again, we'll do a whole episode once on, we'll do an episode about all of this in more detail, but I've learned it's mostly 99.9% about these women. It's not about you ever. So the thing is, like, when I'm not with the Housewives or Bravo Liberties, it's, listen, I just was away with a couple of other Bravo Liberties this past weekend. It's a whole nother show. Margaret, Teresa, and Dorinda, I mean, I literally came home. I've only been home for like 24 hours. I literally last night called Mart's because Mart Sr. wanted to talk to me. And I was like, I I can't even talk to you. And I need a fucking break. I am so over this bullshit. It's a whole nother show, guys. But, you know, it's mostly about these women. Like, and that's not directed towards any one of those three in particular. But it's exhausting sometimes when it's about them all the time. So I just figured Deandra's not. And also, they, when they want you, they want you. And when they don't, they don't. And it could be, like, weeks. Like, I have a friend who's friends with Deandra also. And this mutual friend is, like, upset with Deandra currently because, like, Deandra didn't text her back. And, like... I'm like, oh, honey, 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 we need to talk about how housewives work. It's like when they don't want you or they're busy. And listen, it's not even personal. It's just like I'm so busy in life, so I get it. Like imagine if you had had appearances and filming and this like it's just you just focus on like if you tried to talk to me about what I was doing in five days, I would be like, you're freaking me out. I need to just focus on today. So Deandra went crazy. The whole time she was looking at me, she's like, what, what, what? She was drinking tequila on stage. So I was like, oh, this is going to be, this is going to be an interesting night. So the show ends and it's like time for the meet and greet. Like, you know, people paid for the meet and greet, like the fans. And then like Deandra comes to the end of the stage and she's like, just go to the meet and greet. And after, like, that's where we'll meet. And afterwards, you know, just tell them you're with me. And afterwards we're having a night. I'm like, fuck yes, we are. You know, yeah, like, and I know Stephanie, whatever. So I'm like, there's no point in me rushing to the meeting room. Like, let all the fans go first. This is how I do it. And I waited to the end. It was my turn to finally, like, talk to them. And Stephanie is like, get over here. Hugs me. She's like, I cannot believe you flew from New York for this. And I'm like, listen. And I said, well, listen. And Trey was like, what are you doing here from New York? And I said, listen. I said, you guys know I have a podcast behind the velvet rope. And I said, you know, so, like, this is work, per se. And I said, listen, I said, don't freak out. I said, this is going to be covered on the show. And then let me tell you, like, uh, some people, I mean, listen, some people don't get, even know that I'm alive. Some people don't give a fuck whether I'm happy, sad, or like, I'd be, if I walked across the street and got hit by a car, half these housewives wouldn't even care. But, you know, 
there are times when these housewives, you know, like they understand the media game. So Stephanie got it. She was like, oh, my God. She's like, you need to say like, you know, and not like you need to, but she's like, oh, God, I hope you're going to say good stuff. Oh, also, I have to say during the show, Trey made a reference, I think, during the opening act about how like. You know, this is a live podcast tour, and we're going to be great. And I don't know if you've ever seen a lot. Yeah, I think he said, like, I don't know if you've ever seen a live podcast tour. And he's like, you know, how many of you saw Straight Up Astasi? He's like, I saw it, and I loved it. And here we are. So I also said to Trey, so I said, I'm going to talk, you know, and Stephanie was all nervous. And I was like, no, 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 it really was good, you guys. That's, I guess, I guess I should say that before we move on to the meet and greet. It was, I'm pleasantly surprised. It was much better than most podcast shows should be. If you're a comedian like Heather McDonald, Judy Gold, it's all good. When it's not, like, I've seen Snooki live, and, like, I didn't like Straight Up Astasi. This new incarnation of 2020, we're going to review, maybe it'll be different. So, I said, I'm here. It's work. They were nervous. I'm like, it's great. I'm going to give it a great review. Like, I'm going to give it an honest review. But I said to Trey, like, I need to, like, pick a bone with you. Like, not even pick a bone, but I'm just like, we need to talk when we have a drink later. Like, why? You, you like straight up Astasi? Like, we need to talk. And he's like, oh, no. He's like, I just said that. He's like, I didn't like it at all. I didn't like it at all either. Oh, my God. Don't kill me, Stasi. I'm kind of afraid of Stasi. Um... So I was like, okay, so we're like, and I said, listen, this is so much better. Here are all the reasons why. The main reason why is they talk about the show. They talk about the show. It's not like, oh, the show is on now. Stasi doesn't get into like Vanderpump rules. She does a, on her podcast. It's more about her humor and would you rather like Stasi or Bo and like sex. It's just, it's strange. So that's that. I mean, we all know I also saw Welcome to the Dungeon with Candy. I didn't really like that either. So anyway, so I'm like that. Then I told Brandy, nice to meet you. Now, mind you, the one thing I realized, we're not even there yet, but I realized like Brandy's a little feeling good. Deandra's feeling good. And Stephanie's feeling maybe not as good, but she's feeling good. And I'm like, okay, so like, you know, anyone that wants to drink with me, as you guys know, is like, yay, this is exciting. So I was like the last one. I got all these pictures and I'm like, so we're hanging out, Deandra, right? And she's like, fuck yes. Just come backstage. I need to get my shit. So we go backstage. We get Deandra's shit. Then Stephanie and Brandy are in the dressing room. And so is their handler who like heard me talking. He's like, listen, it's like I really need to talk to you. He's like, you know – if, you know, first of all, I don't know why you just you're, you're here. You should have contacted us. We would have hooked you up. We would have got you tickets. Like, you know, you're in the media. This is for a podcast. We you should have told us you wanted to come. I was like, it's not a big deal. I'm here. Who cares? I think I am going to a Chicago show because uh, Stephanie asked me to come. But we'll put that aside. Um, so I said, listen, I'm, and we talked about and the handler said that he and Trey went to see Straight Up Astasi, and after seeing it, it was like the best thing that ever happened. That like they knew what not to do. Oh, it's ho- horrible to say. I'm so sorry, Stasi. I love you. The new show is going to be great, I'm sure. But like they almost used that as like a benchmark of what not to do, and it was really good. So, Deandra got her stuff. Deandra had some other friends. Deandra's cousin who lives in Austin, or I think, yeah, Deandra's cousin who lives in Dallas was also there, and her two friends from Austin. One of them was like a married couple. One of them was like this cute straight guy, and I was like, yeah, because once again, I love growing out. So like, you know, Deandra had a little posse there, so I'm like, where are we going to fucking drink? So 
we go to this bar, the Intercontinental, I think, which was right near the theater. And at this point, like, I'm doing vodka on the rocks. Deandra's doing tequila on the rocks. And, like, listen, let me tell you about Deandra. And this also includes Stephanie and Brandy because they came to the bar. I'm, and this is a compliment. This is a compliment. This is big news. I never thought I would say this. Oh, by the way, they also asked Deandra during the show who has the most. Because oh, there, let me just re- go back. There was there was a Q and A at the end with the audience, so the audience could get up and ask anything. They asked Deandra who she thinks has the most money from Dallas. Like rank everyone. She said, "Guys, I'm so superficial. I'm sorry. I'm so, I'm just being honest. This is the shit that I get off on." She said, "Stephanie has the most money." She said. Technically, she has the second most money, but everything is in a trust, and she can't touch it until Mama D passes. We hope Mama D never passes. We hope Mama D never passes. But so she's technically the second richest, but right now it's probably Cameron because she can't touch her trust. It will be her eventually, which I kind of already knew that answer because I'm friends with her. She said third would then be a tie between her and Brandy. Brandy kind of rolled her eyes. She also, Deandra also made some reference to Adderall, that her and Brandy like Adderall. Brandy rolled her eyes on that. I mean, this is all said live. I'm not saying anything behind the scenes. And she said fifth would be Carrie Brighamhan, and sixth, of course, would be Leanne. And then someone asked about Carrie Duber, and she's like, yeah, well, Carrie Duber probably ranks way up there, probably above Cameron. Anyway, let me focus on... Um, on uh, what matters here. So we basically were backstage. We got our stuff. I'm with Deandra's posse. There's a hot straight boy. And we went to drink. And basically, I never thought I would say this, but the Dallas girls, the Dallas girls give the New York girls a run for their money. Love my New Jersey girls. That is family. I love my family. I don't really always want to go out and party with my family. Say that's how I feel about the Jersey girls. Love you all, but none of you fucking drink. I mean, Melissa does, but like none of you drink. <sighs> and I swear I'm not an alcoholic, guys. Like I don't drink every day. I am going to meet a friend um, after this for drinks. Amy Herman, as seen on New York's Million Dollar Listing. She works with Ryan Serhan. We are going to go get some drinks in the in the village at Claudette. So this isn't real time, so you can't find me at Claudette. But so Deandra now and I are just two peas in the pod. Like we are fucking drunk. We're drunk. And that's just what happens. The next thing I know, Stephanie and Brandy show up. And this wasn't like a private party. It was like a nice upscale bar. But some of the fans were there. So Brandy and Stephanie show up. So like here's my thing. And I always say this. More deals, more you get to know someone over drinks or over dinner and drinks. You just do. It takes you to a different level that the next time you see that person, you automatically have history. I I can't explain it. Like, listen, the night Sonia Morgan and I really bonded was when we were in Atlantic City drinking 
up till five o'clock in the morning. We were with Teresa and Margaret and Margaret doesn't drink. And Teresa, like, we'll have a glass of wine or two. Sonia knew I was the one to stay up with her. And since then, I am bonded to Sonia Morgan in a different way. So, you know, I know Deandra really well, but the fact that Stephanie and Brandy were there and Brandy was off. She had like a lot. Brandy's from Austin, guys. So Brandy had like a lot of high school friends. Brandy had a huge entourage too. Stephanie had no one. So Stephanie was kind of hanging with us. And then it just, you know, like Deandra was with her friends. I was focused on Stephanie. Like we, you know, I just think she was like, oh, you're like, you know, you can hang, David. Like you're fun. You know, I've always said this, guys. I'm a Gemini. I don't know how I am in relationships. But let me tell you two things about Geminis for all my Geminis out there. A, we're very good friends. Like I am loyal. I am like that Dolores Catania Italian like Fucking Carolyn Manzo, thickest thieves, loyal to the end. Like, I'm loyal to you, but if you fuck me, if you fuck me over, you will fuck me over once and I will fucking destroy you. If you draw a line down the middle and you're on one side and I'm on the other side, oh my God, you will just, you're destroyed. You're also dead to me. But I'm a really loyal friend. But the other thing about Geminis is we are fucking fun. You want to go out and have a good night, you fucking call a Gemini. Seriously. And I'm just, I'm not proud of this or not proud of it. I'm just giving you the facts. So Brandy, I mean, Stephanie was like, oh shit, David's really fun. So I talked to her about the podcast. You know, she said she wants to come on. I said, the next time you're in New York, let's see if that really happens. Um, Also, she said, are you coming to Houston tomorrow? So Deandra then went insane because the Houston show was the next day. Deandra was like, drive down. Deandra didn't drive with Stephanie and the others. Deandra was like, you'll drive down with me in my car, drive up wherever. I was like, I can't. I have to get home because I have an event with Dorinda, Teresa, and Margaret also out of town in Niagara Falls. That's a whole nother show, guys. So basically, I could not go to Houston, but Deandra wanted to drive me down. Stephanie's like, would you come to the Chicago show? Like, let's get in the night before and all hang out. So I think I'm going to Chicago to hang out with them the night before. Um, But we kept drinking. So eventually, this bar was closing. The poor guy that owned the bar was like, and I'm totally broing out with Deandra's friends right now. And I'm actually going back to Austin on February 21st because I have another event there. Again, I just want to focus on what's going on, guys. But I'm going to be back in Austin. So I'm going to ask Deandra if she wants to come down. But regardless, I'm hanging out with this friend of hers and his wife. They're both great. I don't think they want to swing. I would probably swing with them. Let them go home alone. Let's just be friends. I love friends. Um... So that's that. So Deandra, they were like, come to Houston. I'm like, I can't. So Stephanie's like, look, come to Chicago with us. We're getting in the day before. You'll come the day before. Don't buy tickets. We'll hook you up. And you'll come to the show again. You'll see if it's changed. So we'll see if I do that. So the bars in Austin closed. This guy that owned the bar, he's like, you guys have to leave. He asked us to leave eight bazillion times. We're like, one more round. These are housewives eventually. And it was only like... I think one o'clock, 12 o'clock, this bar was closing. Not all bars in Austin closed at this time, but it was like a hotel bar. Anyway, it was closing like at 12 o'clock. I had to leave for my flight at like four in the morning. So um, I mean, like literally for the airport at four. So I'm like, I'm not going to bed at this point. So Deandra was really drunk. I was really drunk. Deandra's friends are like, we need to go now that the bar is closing and leave these fans. He's like, this is so intense. They won't let us get a word in edgewise. 
all, oh my God, I have a funny story. Okay, hold on. All they wanted was pictures. And I'm like, dude, welcome to my life. This is how it is. I have a really funny story. The funniest story of the night. Deandra was mortified. So there's these two gay guys. And I, there's two gay guys and Deandra's talking to them. And the next thing I know, she walks away. And one of the gay guys is, when I say sobbing, he is sobbing, crying. So I thought, Stephanie's like, oh my God, this is not okay. That guy is crying. She, Stephanie is like a Dolores. She, no one is as wonderful as Dolores, but she's close. She went over to the guy, find, find out what happened. So Stephanie came back to the table and she's like, I'm like, well, what happened? I thought the guy the entire time was crying because he met his heroes, Brandy, Deandra and Stephanie and he was so overwhelmed that he's never met such superstars so I just assumed this guy was crying because he was in the presence of these three powerhouses so Stephanie comes back to the table this is awful Stephanie and I had like we thought it was the most hilarious thing I'm so sorry this guy and Stephanie's like He's not crying because he met us. He's crying because Deandra just asked him. Like, he's, he, they're, like, engaged. And Deandra said, well, when's the wedding? And the guy was like, I don't know. We don't have a date. And Deandra's like, you just got engaged. And you don't have a, I mean, they got engaged, like, a month ago. She's like, you don't have a date? And you're engaged? She's like, this is never going to last. And she walked away. Dropped the mic. I dropped the mic with my fucking tagline. Deandra, little drunk said to this poorly, newly engaged gay guy, and the husband's standing right there, you just got engaged and you don't have a date? She's like, it's never going to last. Walked away. Now, if you said that to me, I'd tell you to go fucking suck my dick. This poor guy, sobbing. So then Deandra came back, and Stephanie and I are like, you made this poor guy cry. Like, we were, it's funny. Deandra was mortified. I'm so sick of this. You guys are like, raggy. Oh, my God. Everyone was just so drunk. But this poor guy crying, it's horrible to say I'm going to be struck down because she told him it's never going to last because they didn't have a date. It was the funniest thing in the world. Anyway, the bar closed. The guy, Deandra's friends were like, we have to ditch the fans. Stephanie and Brandy are like, good luck to all of you fucking alcoholics. I mean, they... Again, Brandy, I would say Deandra was the drunkest. Brandy, a very close second. Stephanie, third. They went home. So it was just me, Deandra, her cousin, and these two friends. It took us a minute. We found another bar that closed at 2 a.m. We went. We had more drinks. At one point, Deandra wanted a picture of us, like, blowing kisses from the bar, a boomerang. We did that. Deandra got off the bar. She fell, fell off the bar. In her defense, she had on huge, huge shoes. But Deandra fell off the bar. I mean, at this point... At this point, we were all drunk. So then that bar closed at 2 a.m. I'm like, I'm not fucking going to sleep. Deandra's like, her friends are now like, the two of you are fucking insane crazy. We have to go to bed. So they went home. So it's literally just me and Deandra now. And it's like 2.30 in the morning. I'm like, Deandra, we can do whatever you want. At 4 o'clock, I have to leave to go catch my flight. I have to go back to my room and take my bag. So Deandra's like, we're getting pizza. So we walk a few blocks and we walk past three places. Now, Deandra's like stumbling at this. I mean, we both are. People have their phones out. I'm such a good wingman. I was like protecting her. I'm like, no one is taking a picture of my Deandra. And this is going viral. R-H-O-D, drunk Deandra. She drank. Who cares? She has have, having fun. Um, we had pizza at this one place. Not bad. They say it's the best pizza in Austin. I'm from New York City. So as we're eating the two slices of pizza, Daniel's like, fuck this. We're going to go to the next pizza place. And then the next one, there's three places. We're stopping at every one, and we're having a slice at every one. I'm like, P- 
Pizza is my favorite food. Let's do it. So finally, after all of this, it's now like three o'clock in the morning. I'm like, Deandra, I literally, I, I've never missed a flight in my life. I'm not that person. I'm like, I also don't trust you to get like, I, I need to walk you home. Like I'm a good person here. So I walked her back to her hotel, brought her up to the room. She's like, I'm so sorry that you're going to see this, but I have to change. I'm like, it's fine. Like I'm not traumatized by seeing a woman naked like I did have a girlfriend in high school that's a whole nother story um but we never really did anything and you know I mean I saw her kind of naked so Deandra changed in front of me you know I'm like okay you know I could see a naked woman once every 10 years it's not gonna kill me so I finally put her to bed and I'm like okay so it literally is like 345 at this point I'm like I love you she's like I'll see you in the morning we're gonna drive to Houston together I'm like Deandra let me just rephrase. I have a flight. I need to leave in 15 minutes for my flight. I have to go back to my room. If I knew you were going to be here because you're my best friend, I would have fucking driven to Houston with you. I didn't know you were going to be here. And now I have to go home to do this other thing with Teresa and Margaret and Dorinda. Put her to bed. Went back to the hotel. I laid down for like 10 minutes because I'm like, kill me now. I mean, I need at least 10 minutes of like closing my eyes. Made it to the airport, made it on the flight. The next day, like, Deandra texts me, and she's like, call me. I called her, and she's like, I am so – my head is killing me. I'm like, my head's killing me too. She asked me if she did on the show. I told her good. I gave her some pointers for the roast the next night. So the bottom line is it was an amazing night. I think I would have had a great time because I do know Stephanie, like, without Deandra. But, like, Imagine seeing one of your best friends. She was just like so mad at me that I didn't tell her I was coming. And again, in my defense, Dallas is not the same as Austin. It's three and a half hours away, guys. Who would have thought she would have driven down there for me? So we had a great time. Love the girls. The Dallas girls can give the New York girls a run for their money. That is the key. And we bonded. Oh, and I really just, I think I made a lot of, oh, and I made a lot of headway with Stephanie because also at the end of the night, Stephanie was like, stop DMing me, take down my cell phone. You, you're, we're now, listen, it's kind of like, you know, that hierarchy of like, I feel a DM is one thing and email means nothing. But like when you get someone's cell phone, that's where it all begins. So I now have Stephanie Holman's cell phone. Um, I used it. Didn't hear it back yet. But Let's try to plan Chicago, maybe. So that's really it, guys. Um, go see the show if you can. They're probably going to bring it to more cities. It's a good show. Very pleasantly surprised. Dallas girls are fun. Love my Deandra. Got to know Stephanie better. Brandy, love you. We, we'll get to know each other a little better next time. And um, I guess that really just sums it up. I flew home, and I slept for an hour and a half on the plane. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Just remember, here's the thing. I am running around all over town, all over a bunch of states, all over a bunch of cities, sometimes out of the country, and I truly, truly, truly get tired. There are so many nights that I just want to stay in. I want to pour myself a cup of tea, a hot bath, read a book, watch some TV, light candles, and just relax. But I put on my big girl pants. I throw myself out the door. Because let me tell you, I, David Yontef, can best serve you behind the velvet robe. And hey, guys, remember, you can follow me on Instagram at David, Y as in yes, O as in Oliver, N as in Nancy, T as in Tom, E as in Emily, F as in Frank. And you can book me on Cameo for a really low bargain basement rate. I love you all. Until next time, bitches. Kisses, kisses. 
Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.